What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If you had all the money, all the time, all the knowledge, all the resources that you needed? What would you do with your life if you simply knew that anything was possible for you? My name is Christina Carlson, founder of Global Swedish Design and stationery brand Kiki K, and author of the book Your Dream Life Starts Here. And I love exploring these sorts of questions to inspire people to dream. Before I started Kiki K, I had a dream that I could bring Swedish design to the world to create beautiful products that bring sparks of joy into the everyday lives of millions. Now that I have achieved that dream, I want to help you dream big. I want to create a global movement to inspire 101 million dreamers to transform their lives and transform the world in return. Each episode, I'll be talking to some of the world's most inspiring people, exploring the powerful impact that dreaming has had on their lives. We'll be diving deep into the power of dreaming with real insights and ideas that you can use immediately to build a dream life of your own, whatever that means for you. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode. Today I have a, a super inspiring and fun guest, my friend and work colleague, Anne Weir. Anne is not just super talented, creative, and the most gorgeous human, she is also a dreamer, and not just a dreamer, she is a doer as well. In this super inspiring episode, Anne is sharing how she wrote down some dreams and made them happen. And if she can do it, so can you. So let's get started. Hi, Anne, and welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to have you. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited also. That's great. You know, I was reflecting this morning. I do morning pages, some journaling every morning. And then when I woke up this morning, I was so grateful because when we met, I don't know if you remember our first interview. Of course, of course I do. <laughs> so for anyone listening, me and Anne have been working together for many, many years. As I was reflecting this morning, I obviously have interviewed so many people over over the years and some really stick and some also become friends and that's you are certainly one of those <laughs> and I just remember that you know how much fun I don't know if you want to reflect a little bit on it but it was just so much fun and I just felt like we I just knew that we would just get along so well. Absolutely. It was my favorite interview ever. It's the first interview and only that I've been offered a glass of wine. So it was a cut above. A cut, it was after six o'clock at night, but it was a cut above every other interview I've ever been to. I didn't know if it was a test at the time, so I said no. But now that I know you so well, I should have said yes. Yes, you should have. You know, it's um, probably before we had the the restrictions of HR guidelines, etc. So I'm not sure if, if that would be allowed now but um, <laughs> being an entrepreneur you you break some of the rules anyway <laughs> absolutely <laughs> before we get into our chat today I would love to ask you a question that I ask every single guest and that is as a child did you have a dream in terms of what you wanted to do in your in your life or something you wanted to become or have Yes, I have two dreams that stand out in my mind. One is a little bit random and obviously changed as I got older, 
The first was when I was younger, I was, I grew up in a very small coastal town. I didn't know anybody that had ever been on a plane. All the nursery rhymes and all the stories were about Buckingham Palace and the Queen. And, and I was fascinated from a young, very young age. And I just wanted to go on a plane and go to Buckingham Palace. And my parents knew this. And, you know, when you're that young and you don't know anybody who's ever been on a plane, it felt like a bit of a, a long shot. My father said to me one day, when I had very bad table manners. You'll never get to have afternoon tea or dinner with the Queen with those table manners. You need to work on them. Fast forward until I was 26 and I was at the garden party at Buckingham Palace with the Queen after being invited there. So it was a real childhood dream come come true and six-year-old me who wrote the queen a letter and got a reply from her lady-in-waiting saying thank you for the drawing which was actually a drawing of the queen and I sitting on a couch eating fish and chips together was um, (laughs) was was delighted (laughs) just that's kind of one of my first dreams that I remember as a kid thinking I have to get there somehow wow that is so inspiring And I'm not a royalist by any stretch, but I was just a little girl growing up in a very small town that wanted to go to Buckingham Palace and managed to get that step further and actually have an afternoon there with the Queen and a bunch of other diplomats and more important people than me. But to me, it was a very exciting event and one that I certainly enjoyed. I love that. Do you want to share the second dream as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, When I was about 14, I saw a job in a magazine. People were talking about different jobs that they did. And one was to be a stylist. And I was like, what is that? And they had pictures of a woman working on a photo shoot. And I was so taken by this job that I'd never heard of, never thought it could even exist, that I ripped the pages out of the magazine, folded them up and carried them around in my pocket for about a week, just rereading the article about this stylist. Then my mum had a folder that she didn't need anymore and I put it in there and I started collecting stories about stylists or people that worked in fashion and ran photo shoots and jobs like art director. You know, I grew up in a town where you became a mum or a nurse or a teacher and I had never heard of these kind of jobs. So that was a dream of mine to work on photo shoots and become an art director or a stylist, jobs that even people around me had had really not thought of or heard of. So that was a big dream of mine from about 13, 14, just off the back of reading that article in a magazine. I love hearing that because for anyone listening, sometimes we don't even know what we want until we start dreaming and start thinking about what the potential is. And obviously you made your, uh, well, we've made both dreams happen (laughs) and done such a great job and are such a great stylist and art director. When I started my business, I had no idea about those roles either, like zero. It was just fascinating for me to kind of, because I grew up on, on a farm, I have never heard of any of those kind of jobs either. And it was just what I just loved by just starting to be curious and explore and then you never know and you know when we were speaking last week like how things change and how we evolve as people and you know we never know what the next chapter is of course but we can always influence it by by dreaming Absolutely. And I think as I sort of got older, I realized that that folder that I carried around with my cuttings of jobs that I'd never heard of that I would love to have done, it was actually a version of a vision board. 
And because I revisited it and, and looked at it, it became a reality. And I think it was fast forwarding 12 years later when I was art directing my first shoot on Mont Blanc that I really had to pinch myself and photo shoots I did in South Africa. I was constantly pinching myself because I couldn't believe that I had got there. I didn't know where to start when I was 14. I just knew that I had this cutting from a, a magazine. And I thought maybe if I go to fashion school and I tried lots of different things to get there. And then eventually 26 year old me was there and couldn't quite believe it, but had never given up on the dream either. I love that. I've just been running four workshops on called What's Next and we do my favorite exercise, the 101 Dream exercise, which we're going to talk about in a minute. A lot of people are really stuck where it comes to how to do it. And I'm like, all you need to know to start is what in terms of what do you actually want? What are your dreams versus if you were thinking how I'm going to do it as a 13 or 14 year old, you probably would have given up because you, you wouldn't have known. And it's the same with me. Like I had a dream to start a business, but you know, I didn't even know what an invoice was like, (laughs) I just had no idea. And if I started there, of course, I wouldn't have considered that dream if I had to know. And that's why it's so important for anyone listening to kind of just write down what you want and then think about how a bit later. And there is obviously so many ways now compared to when we were dreaming and now you can Google uh, a stylist in an art director really quickly and there's much quicker. But of course, you know, it doesn't make it easier because you still have to take those steps and not that doesn't make it easier anyway, but it's kind of simple in some way, but it doesn't always make it easier. We shared the most amazing night together when we did the masterclass a few years ago, the Dream Life Masterclass in Melbourne. I don't know uh, if you remember, but I just, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It was so amazing. I was so nervous. (laughs) It was such a big event. I think we had almost a thousand people and we had obviously the incredible Dr. Tara Trent. So for anyone listening and haven't heard of her, she's on episode number one and two. And her story is just remarkable. And then we had the inspiring Dr. Libby and we had the beautiful Marsha doing a guided meditation for us. And it was such a magical night. When I've been going through some challenging times lately, you sent me the most gorgeous text and you shared one of your dreams. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that today for anyone who is listening and would like to dream or or have similar dreams that you have. Absolutely. And one thing that I don't think I've told you about that night, Christina, which was, as you say, it was just such a wonderful night. The masterclass was the first night that I had out literally away from my baby since he was born. And I'd developed a really I'd kind of got to the point where I didn't want to leave this child. I nearly lost him when he was seven months old. He turned blue and stopped breathing and there were ambulances and it was just a horrible situation. And I then gained this attachment to him where he couldn't be out of my sight. When I was invited to the masterclass, my initial reaction was, no, I can't be away in the evening from Sven. It was probably three months after this incident and my partner said you must go like this is you love this stuff it's great for your mind he was fully supportive and um you know called in the cavalry had his mum come down and help him because you know 
I just needed more people there in case <laughs> my baby stopped breathing again. I very nervously came to the masterclass and it was just what I needed. I laughed, I cried, I wrote at 100 miles an hour. I had so many dreams come to me that I hadn't had for a few months because becoming a mother, you're in that sort of cocoon and you're all absorbed with your children and, and your new child. And then when you've had a poorly child, for myself, I became very obsessed and consumed. So it was the first night out that I'd had as a night out. Um, and to oh, see that lot- is so, that is so sorry to interrupt you, but I just <laughs> want to acknowledge that I, I didn't know that. And I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm so glad that this night became even more special. Oh, so special. And it was, it was exactly what I needed because I was feeling very stuck. I've been very fortunate to have had, I've always been a dreamer and I've achieved a lot of my dreams. So once you get to the point where you've achieved certain dreams, you some, you get to the point where you think, okay, what's next? And I was really at that point where I didn't know how to dream of what's next. And the masterclass really got me thinking. Like I say, I, I wrote flat out and I've always been a journaler. I've still got my diaries from back when I was 13. And it really got me thinking. And the dream that I'd thought about in passing fleeting thoughts that popped in my head over the year I actually put down on paper and it started to feel a bit more real and I felt like I had the questions asked to me in the in the your dream life starts here book which I'd also started reading that really made me think and challenge and my dream was to live coastal again I grew up on the ocean and I wanted that for my children and I wanted less traffic, more waves, um, just the sound of waves. I'm not a surfer. I wanted to see the water or the ocean every day and I wanted my children to experience that feeling. So I came home very excited and didn't even know how to broach it with my partner who is, you know, from the area that we were living in and in central Melbourne. And his initial reaction was, you crazy? Um, No, our jobs are here. Our lives are here. And I just planted the seed that I wanted this for us and for our children um, before they started school. And we had we had a year before Isabella, my daughter, had to start school and his initial reaction was no, but then he started looking at properties and then he started seeing what we could afford and then we started, well, I started talking to people around us and making the dream come alive a little bit and the feedback I got, Christina, which overwhelmed me was so many people said, oh, yes, that's our dream for retirement. That's our dream for one day. Yeah, we would love to do that. We love the ballerine. We're going to go and live down there one day. And I came home after talking to our elderly neighbours one day. And I said to Andrew, why are people waiting for one day? Why? Why be old and live where you want to live? Like, why not do it now? And he said, I don't know if we'll be able to do it with our jobs and, you know, every obstacle you could think of. So we wrote it down and and we worked on it and we looked for land and looked for properties and researched schools and, yeah, we live coastal. I just love that. What surprised you most when you actually did that? Because you you obviously been exposed to 100 Dream exercise. What was it that actually got you to change? Do you think that was just because all the things that were happening that night in terms of, you know, being out for the first time and obviously the experience you had and... Or did you, did you feel like just by doing it in a verbal way? Because I think a lot of people told me that night that 
they had done it before, but they actually started to take action because, and we're going to talk about that because I got everyone to write down all the actions, but then choose seven key ones, which you shared with me. But what do you think that was that got you to go from, you know, having that dream to actually then taking the action? I think it was the fact that the masterclass made me stop and think and questions were posed and the questions that were asked really made me reach for answers as well, rather than just it being a pipe dream or a one day or a someday. It made everything feel actionable. And there's also something really powerful about sitting in a room with like-minded people that want to move their lives in the way that you want to move your life so that don't just want to sit still they're actually chasing dreams so to be with other dreamers that want actionable dreams I found so inspiring especially first night out of the cocoon and I think that was the main thing that I got from the masterclass being surrounded by people and having those questions posed to me absolutely I think being around like-minded people and that's why I decided to do my online course your dream life starts here because a lot of people who join that do not have that support and you know have similar experience to you in terms of yeah I'm going to do that one day and sometimes when you have big dreams and you are with your family and friends they might discourage you as well often when we speak to other people we reflect our own fears and doubts etc so often and I often say this with the people who join my cause that often when you get people to say oh you can't do that or you know how are you going to do that and how can you afford that that's the reflection of what's impossible for them doesn't mean that it's impossible for you and then being around that people like because this is you know I live and breathe this <laughs> I'm always surrounded by people like this now and it sometimes takes me by surprise that people don't have anyone in that and that's why having my little community now it's just so beautiful to see we had one woman she joined last October she had a, a dream and a milestone birthday coming up and she, so she wrote a letter to herself she read it for me on her birthday oh my god she has completely changed her life it's just so inspiring because she was around so many other people cheering her on supporting her and when she thought it was impossible we were all like no that's not impossible it doesn't mean it's easy but it's definitely achievable and what she's done is just remarkable and I think that support is just just amazing absolutely and I think that you know I was so fortunate to go to a master class because pre-covid right and covid has changed who you're surrounded by so your online community and the people that you choose to be around whether it's in a, a zoom call or a or a class online becomes even more important like it's magnified because you you can't remove yourself from your situation with lockdowns and all the rest of it that old saying your vibe attracts your tribe it's really important who you surround yourself with and I certainly got that from the masterclass I felt so inspired I do too. And every time I do the 101 dream exercise, and I've done it quite a few times now, I actually did one last night and um, I always ask people to share dreams. And I, I always write a few extra things down that I haven't thought of. And it's just that being inspired by other people's dreams is just so inspiring. So for anyone listening and who haven't done my 101 dream exercise, basically we just dream without limitations. And then 
I ask everyone to just kind of dump lots of actions and then we choose seven actions to start with. So I would love to, for you, if you don't mind, Anne, to share um, your seven actions, if you don't have them in front of you, but I have, have them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I've got them somewhere. Hang on. <laughs> I think I remember them because I have lived them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So first one you have convinced Andrew how did you go about that I know you spoke so you know I've been with my partner a long time and I thought if I can just make this his idea it will be much easier to get it across the line Mm. (laughs) (laughs) lots of partners are like that I'm sure He'd always thought we wouldn't be able to afford to live down there and I knew that he loved the coast because he spent a lot of time in Anglesey growing up and loves it down here but just had never looked into it because just thinking it's impossible. So I guess it was just, actually, it was I would find properties on realestate.com and say, look at this. Can you believe that? That's all you get. Like that. that's like all you get here, but look what you can get down there. You know, and just slowly <laughs> planting the seed. And I got a lot of no, 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 until I got a, that can't be right. Surely that's not, no, that's got to be worth a lot more than that. He started looking at property himself at night. And then I started talking about schools down here that were really great and and it slowly chipped away. We were both very fortunate that we had jobs where we could travel and commute to back to Melbourne if we needed to work. So he started factoring that in as well. And then I think it just became his dream as well from gentle persistence, convincing. No, that was my hardest one. <laughs> so, so good. And I love most of us would think, oh, that's just not possible. And you shut it down. And But you was like, how can I do this? And I, I remember when um, I moved to this side of the world and a lot of my friends who were Swedish said, well, I'm just not going to be able to afford to go to Sweden once a year. And in, I just refused to accept that. And I couldn't afford it at the time, but I just thought, how am I going to be able to, which got me into actually work a little bit in the travel industry. That was one of my passions, but also it's a chance for me to be able to go home. So for anyone listening who are, we often stop ourselves. It's a natural thing to do, but instead of stopping you, it's like, how can I? And I have a personal growth club which is like a virtual book club where we read personal development books we just had the most inspiring um, book which is one of my favorite books ever called The Wealthy Gardener by John Soforic and we had John coming on as a surprise guest on our last session with the book and he he said that one of the the most important things for him so he was about creating financial freedom and uh, he was asking himself all the time, how can I in anything, not just, you know, financial freedom, but with anything that he wanted to do. And uh, and you are a great example of that too, Anne. Thank you, Christina, because I think people put the financial pressures that they feel onto you and your dreams. So we had a lot of people say, oh, you're going to leave the Melbourne market. You'll never get back in. Oh, this is a bad idea. Oh, no, your jobs are not going to tolerate you living down there. Right to someone said to me, but that's a really big commute like that's not going to be very safe driving that all the time how are you going to do doing all that driving well let me tell you I'm a mother of two children I never drive in a car by myself so the drive to work at five in the morning is like a dream come true I got really into audiobooks you know I was able to have time where I could actually get through books again which I hadn't had with little children for quite some time so I love the commute and yeah all of the obstacles that were put in the way I thought well 
you know, the drive, audiobooks. There's solutions to every problem that was thrown at both Andrew and I. I was thinking about this morning what we were going to talk about and I think one of the the main thing here in, in our kind of theme today is about you know, dreaming is an amazing practice, but doing is where the magic happens. So obviously the the masterclass was like a perfect place to dream. And and when I do this in the digital course, it's like, it's like an hour module where I just guide you through all the questions, which I think is when you'd really open up. But it's one thing to, to dream, but actually taking action. What do you think made you actually take the action? I think what made us take the action is we felt we had a bit of a time pressure on us to get Isabella into the school we wanted down here. We didn't want to start her in one school and then move her. So we had that, which we agreed on, and it was a, a bit of a time pressure for us which was perfect because it was almost like the kick in the pants we needed to get this dream going so that was great also just the fact that we would have greater financial freedom down here more space and it's been interesting Christina the amount of people that have said to me that were perhaps not on board with the dream isn't that the best thing you had ever done and we became excited about moving to an area where people who had a similar dream to live coastal, everyone's doing the same thing. And people were commenting or have commented over the last year, isn't it fabulous that you did it because you, we were living in a very small house with two children and now we have a large house and a large lawn. We had no lawn before and our kids can actually play. And one of my small dreams that I'd written down as well in my journal was I want to be able to prepare dinner while looking at my children playing in the backyard. I'd spent four years of going to parks, watching them play, and I didn't want to go to a park anymore. I wanted to have them play in our back garden. So to have a back garden became a dream of mine as well. Yeah, so I've been very grateful and I make sure that we point out that gratitude to our children. So we drive to school every morning to drop Isabella off and come over the hill and see the ocean. And she started to sound like me because she goes, oh, mum, look at the ocean, which I've realised I say every day when I go over that hill, oh, look at the ocean. Aren't we so lucky to live here? Now my six-year-old's, oh, look at the ocean. Aren't we so lucky to live here? So yeah, we, we practice gratitude for what we've got as well. That is so beautiful to hear. And I want to share a story too. I had a dream to live in Sweden. I think I've told you that many times to actually live in Sweden, July, August, September. So three months, which, you know, at the time absolutely seemed impossible. You know, in the early days when it was startup days, it was just, it just didn't even, I have no idea how I'm going to make that happen, but I wrote it down. So I went home once a year and I always stayed with my parents or with friends and on couches and things, which is absolutely fine when you don't have a family. But uh, when you have a family, you know, two kids and <laughs> it becomes a little bit more harder because you're very conscious of when kids wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, jet lag, all those kind of things. And so the dream of having a home was stronger, but I, I couldn't afford it. And I just felt like, you know, I don't even have a home where we permanently live in terms of owning a home. So why would I start that? You know, why would I buy that in Sweden? And then my dad said to me one day and this one really got me into action and this is a similar story in terms of motivation because if you don't do it now when are you going to do it and he said to me 
Why aren't you doing it now? Because if you're going to make it happen, I think you should make it happen now because when the kids are grown up, you probably don't really care if you stay on people's couches again or in a hotel or, you know, wherever. That really got me into tech action. And I never, like, I, and I thought it was absolutely impossible, but I started to research. And then we one day did a little, little trans- transaction within the business. So I did have some money and that was like kind of unexpected at the time. All of a sudden I was able to buy a home in Sweden and, and it's just the best thing. Like now I feel like my kids are, are as much Swedish as they are Australian. And because they now, you know, they live and breathe Sweden when we're there, like you can't even tell that they're not Swedish. So it's just such a beautiful thing to actually realize that have time as a motivation in terms of of kids. But if you don't have kids, also knowing that life is not going to go on forever. And that's a really confronting thing. And I do this exercise all the time on my workshops, but also in the course to really realize that even if we do get to live a long life, life is short. And it's so important to at least start taking some action towards that dream. And and you never know if you are able to make it. Absolutely. And it reminds me of that quote, and I'm probably going to quote it incorrectly, but that chasing your dreams like you're on fire, that quote, because, you know, we, we have one life. So we should be chasing our dreams like we're on fire because we get one shot at it. And that's why I wasn't prepared to wait until I was 60 to retire by the beach if I could make it happen now. And no matter where we go from here, we're currently living a beautiful coastal life that we're all four of us are very happy with. And you, you know, pre-COVID, you get a lot of visitors when you live coastal, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. The quote that you quoted, I I just pulled it up. It says, one life, just one. Why aren't we running like we are on fire towards our wildest dreams? Yeah, That's that's what I love that one and I totally agree with it. So for anyone listening now, Anne, who will be absolutely so inspired, what are your tips on how to actually take that next step in terms of perhaps they don't even know what they do? What would your advice be for anyone listening who kind of wants to do what you are doing? I think the first one would be to be very sure that this is your dream, that you're clear on it, that it's something that you that you really want. Then I think it would be not be afraid to voice that dream because I think that there's real power in putting your dreams out there. So taking them from your head, putting them onto paper and then actually verbalizing them makes it feel more real. And there's also a sense of committing to the dream when you write it down and when you verbalize it. I think not taking the first no, the second no, the third no, many of the no's as a no, but seeing a way around that. It helps if you have like-minded people in your life, but if you don't, that shouldn't hinder you either. And yeah, just not taking no for an answer and discovering along the way whether this really is a dream that you want doing your research and feeling, going to the place and standing there and thinking, can I feel at home here? Do I feel at ease here? Is this what I want for my life? Almost a bit of research for your dream as well. Yeah. And for anyone who are not sure what the dreams are, just to really ask yourself, like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If you had all the money, the knowledge, the energy, the time, anything you needed to make that dream happen, what would you do? Because I think sometimes we are so stuck and, you know, like, both of us, when we were younger, we didn't even know the jobs that we have today <laughs> existed. So really just like 
if you could do anything. And I think the masterclass or if you do it online or however you decide to do it, to actually remove yourself from reality and just asking yourself, if I could create a new version of me and do whatever I wanted to do that I was super passionate about because I believe that you need to be really aligned. Like you need to have your dreams, but you also need to they need to be aligned with your passions because you want to do what you love every single day and, you know, really enjoy it. You want to make sure it's your values because I think sometimes we we are inspired by other people's values or perhaps influenced by our teachers, our parents, or even social media. And I think it's just really taking some time to work out what your values are. And when I did the, the values exercise that I have in my course and in my book, I realized that one of my highest values is personal growth. Like that's what, you know, on a Sunday when I prepare, now when I have my personal growth club, that to me is just like I could do that for free for the rest of my life because I absolutely love it. I think having your dreams, your purpose, your um, your values and your passions, if they're all aligned, it's like why wouldn't you go for that? Like I just couldn't imagine a life not living that. Yeah, it's food for your soul. And I think that I love working and I don't know whether it's because I'm always working in something that I love. You know, I don't ever want to spend eight or 10 hours a day waiting for the day to finish. I want to be passionate about what I'm doing. And I've been very fortunate to have those kinds of jobs. And as I've got older, it's become more and more important to me to have that kind of job with the right people. I think I told you the story of an amazing stylist that I worked with years ago and I was young. She would have been maybe 10 years older, 15 years older than I was and we were on a photo shoot and she got a call to dress a very famous celebrity and she said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, no, thank you. Turn them down. Got off the phone and I said, who was it? And she told me and I, 26 year old me was like, oh my gosh, she's crazy. Why, why wouldn't she dress that person? They're so famous. She turned to me and said, I am too old to work with people that are not nice. And that person is not nice. I am not spending my working hours with people that are not nice. And I walked away thinking she is crazy. And as I've got older, I've thought she is a genius. (laughs) I do not want to work with people that are not nice. No. I couldn't agree more and have the same values. And, you know, when I'm now getting together with my little team, it's like the dream team. And I'm like, I just love working with people that I just love hanging with. I think that's just like, you know, you only want to, you only want to do that. And, and it's, that's sometimes difficult, of course, in your job, but doesn't mean that you need to stay there. So I think that was a really good point. Another thing I really want to talk about, I know this is taking a little bit longer than I said, but there's so much inspiring things here. So I hope you have a few more minutes. (laughs) There is so much power in putting pen to paper. And I know that both of, of us are real paper lovers, but research actually says that those who write down their dreams and goals uh, on regular basis are 42% more likely to achieve them than those who don't. So it's so important to put pen to paper and actually start writing them down. And uh, I want to share a quick story. One of my dreams was to go to the Maldives. When I made that happen, I was just completely in heaven. It was like my first holiday for probably many, many years starting a business and hadn't been able to work in basically 24-7. It was like a dream coming true. When I stayed in this amazing resort, I was so, so blown away by the world-class service. And because at Kiki K, we wanted to have world-class service, I was just so inspired. So when I found out about the founder in the in the resort shop, there was a book about the founder. And um, 
and the resort was Four Seasons. During that holiday, I read the book about the founder and I was so inspired. So I wrote down during that holiday that I want to stay in all Four Seasons Hotel in, in the world. Seemed probably a bit crazy, but you know, I'm kind of all or nothing personality. I, I have actually changed that dream now, but I can talk about that later. But I was so inspired. I was like, I just want to learn from these people. I want to have, you know, I want to meet him. So in in the course and in my book, I, I talk, who do I want to meet? So I wrote him down. And then I was actually, I was so inspired. So I was sharing with some of the staff who were working at the resort. And I said, I'm so inspired. I'm so excited. I'm going to stay at every resort. And, and this is the power of sharing a dream. So the day after they said, hey, we have booked you in. We love your dream. And we have actually, we have another property in the Maldives. We're going to fly you there. Can you believe this? This is like on a little seaplane. And I couldn't believe it. And this was like a resort that we would never, like it was massive and ne- one that I would never been able to afford at the time and so they flew us there and we stayed we stayed there just for a night and I was just like I could not believe it then they're like we just want to help you make your dream come true so that was amazing that was the sharing the dream but then when I got back I was going to Singapore later that year and normally I would stay in a you know in a budget you know in the within my budget and then that nagging dream about staying at the all four season hotel were like really thinking and I was like so I first I booked the other one and then I was like I oh, know there's a four season in Singapore I don't, and I didn't even dare look at what the price was and then I was like but you know if I'm gonna live my dreams I have to take action so I actually booked that for one night it wasn't that more expensive actually than the other one there was something really writing that dream down and then actually taking action so I wanted to share that because putting pen to paper actually also helps you take action. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of power in paper. You know, I think about that magazine article that I ripped out and just put in my pocket. Like it just, it it really steered me to think bigger than what I already knew. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's um, finish up with a couple of really quick questions. As you know, I am a morning person and I know you are too. So I would love to know if you have a little morning ritual that you can share with us. I'm not sure if it's a, if it's a ritual um, by choice a lot of the times. Um, my children are also very big morning people. With our lives being so rushed and hectic and often, you know, you're springing out of bed to go to work and all that sort of thing. I love waking up and both kids get into bed with me and I make it my mission that we laugh about something every morning. So my children start their day laughing and it might be, it's normally that I have to be a clown about something or I have to be, you know, the horse or whatever silly things they love but we start our day laughing and then I have a hot water and lemon while I make them breakfast and we normally the laughter continues so and then there's a race to get dressed so I like a slow start where I actually look my children in the eye and spend some time with them oh that is beautiful I love that Thank you for sharing that. And especially beautiful to do because I think having young children, it's often, the heck, as you said, hectic and getting to work and all that things. And I think that's also a bit of the silver lining with all those very challenging silver lining with the homeschooling yes, <laughs> that is, know. You know, has been able to have a slow start. And um, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. As you know, I'm an avid reader and I would love to know if you have a favorite book and, and why. I've been a big fan in the past of help books and books about 
people and humans and how they develop. I've recently read um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a and Love is Not Enough by Mark Manson. And I found both of those books different and it made me think differently about certain things and about people. So I love something that challenges the way that I currently think and have thought for years. But the book that I'm halfway through at the moment, which is turning out to be a surprise to me, is the Andre Agassi autobiography called Open. Now, I really thought this would be a book about his dreams. And I'm only a few chapters in, but what I'm realizing from the start of this book is that he was, he hates tennis and he was living someone else's dream, which is just, to me, is just fascinating. Learning that uh, the world champion tennis player hates tennis and has a resentment for it. And he's married to another tennis player and it's his whole life, but it's not his whole dream is just, I'm struggling to get my head around it, (laughs) but it's a very fascinating read. So I would recommend those books. I read it quite a while ago, but I was also very surprised and uh, and it just really got me even more inspired to make sure that my dreams are my dreams and not anyone else's because it's so easy to be, and especially if you're really good at something like he was, life is too short and that's, you know, back to, you know, working with the people that you love, spending time with inspiring people. You want to make sure it's a dream that you, like a life that you, it's true to you. And it doesn't really matter if you grow up with people that, you know, are amazing people, but maybe not your kind of people anymore. And and I think it's just so important. So yeah, great, great book. I'll um, add to them in the show notes as well. This has been so inspiring. And I want to just ask one more question and then I'll let you go back to your children. <laughs> I know this was a longer one, but it's just so inspiring. So thank you. I want to ask you, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your younger self? So let's say that, you, you know, your late teens. That having a broken heart is just a lesson in life and to not let that lesson overtake you and to not spend too much time on it because there are lots of things to love within your life and to just be curious because it's curiosity I think that has got me to where I am and to a place where I'm happy. Oh my God, that was so good. Thank you so very much. First, I just, I just, I just want to say a couple of things actually. One, when we work together and the, the your creativity and your sense of humor <laughs> and your just being such a gorgeous human has just been you've been such a dream to work with so first I want to thank you for that but also when you work with someone you don't really know when you employ someone because everyone comes to the interview as their best self and but you never really know how that turns out and I'm just so incredible grateful for all that you have done for the business but also for me personal and now to call you a close lovely friend and I know that we'll stay in touch for the rest of our lives and continue to inspire each other's dreams so I just want to say thank you and thank you for for living and breathing one of our values which is don't say no say how because <laughs> you did say no to me <laughs> for the podcast and um, and I was like and because I was like oh I don't really want to push you know the friendship here but then I was like hashtag don't say no say how any chance tomorrow <laughs> I know I need to work on my personal boundaries. 
<laughs> no, I honestly, I'm so inspired by you and I have so much love and respect for you because I don't think I would have the dreams that I've got right now had I not had I not met you and you know the advice that you've given me over the years has been incredible top of the list was just take the epidural don't be a hero um, <laughs> which I'm forever <laughs> grateful for <laughs> so, so, um, so thank you and thank you for having me on today no no thank you so much I truly enjoy it I could not have spent a better Friday morning so thank you Anne. <laughs> my pleasure thank you so much Oh, isn't Anne just the most amazing, gorgeous human? I am so inspired after our chat, and I hope you are too. If you are ready to dream and take action on your dreams, please join my online course, Your Dream Life Starts Here, and I will support you to make it happen. The course starts end of this month, which is the end of January 2022, so don't miss it. Let's dream big. I will be back next week. Until then, dream big.